name of Jesus higher. It is to him we give the glory. It is to him we give the praise. For he has been such an excellent God to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank him for the good times. Thank him for the bad times. Thank him for your mountains. Thank him for your valleys. Hallelujah. Thank him for the cloudy days. Even though the dark clouds hung. Hallelujah. But there is a silver lining. Hallelujah. There is a light somewhere. So let's give him glory and praise. Thank him for life. Hallelujah. Thank him for providing the strength. And for allowing us to wake out of our sleep. Hallelujah. Many have not made it this morning. They are gone on to be with him. But we are still here. So we want to give him the praise and the honor. For his goodness and his mercies towards us. Somebody really want to thank him. Mm. Hallelujah. Such love he had given to us. Such love. Such wondrous love. Hallelujah. He's a God. That stands by his word. Is faithful. Hallelujah. Is gracious to us. And we just want to appreciate him. For his goodness and his loving kindness towards us. Oh that men would praise the Lord. For his goodness and his mercies. Towards the children of men. Praise the Lord, everybody. Let's praise the Lord again. You may be seated in His presence. Let me take time out to greet our pastor's wife today. To all the beloved ladies of this great church, to our musicians, we are indeed happy and appreciate your presence here. And uh, if we have any friends among us, we I just want to take time out to greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I want to greet my little girl. I think she's the only one here. Yes, we are happy to have her. Sometimes I reflect being a little girl like she is under my mother's wings. Going to school at such tender age. <laughs> you know, sometimes you sit and you think back. Yeah. And then you learn to appreciate God and your parents. 
for caring for, for you for so many years until you came to years of accountability. When you grew up to be a young man or a young woman, then you must take time out to give the Lord thanks for your mother and for your father, even though many times there is not a father to be found. And so, Mama, and so the mothers have to struggle with the kids. And sometimes the responsibility becomes so overbearing. But you know what? Those kids sometimes are the ones that came out to be on top. After going through so many struggles in life. I remember a little boy in our community. His father was not that, you know, kind of father that would have taken care of him for over a period of time. But somehow his mother struggled with him to go to school. You know what? Today, he is a doctor. And we have so many of them that we can refer to. So we want to thank the Lord for our mothers today who have struggled so hard in life with no father around. And we want to thank the Lord for those mothers who have experienced shared partnership with their husbands or the children's father and they have made great use of such opportunity we want to thank the Lord for that Amen Isaiah said some through the waters some through the flood Amen different kind of experience some through the fire the experience of the water is different from the experience of the fire. Amen. But because of the kind of God that we have, we have crossed over Jordan's swelling tide. And we are here today to give him honor, praise, and glory. Amen. Today is going to be somewhat of practicality practical things we are going to talk about you see we have to balance out the life you are not in the spirit every time amen you are not under the anointing all the time and you are not chomping and jumping and oh sometimes you find yourself having a low spirit just a low profile amen not in that kind of mood to be laughing all the time. There are times when disappointment sets in and it causes your spirit to grow so cold and get so low. Mm. You wonder if you're going to really make it to the end. But the Lord said to Moses, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. There are times when we have to be still and allow God to work. I'm going to take your attention over to the book of Proverbs and we're going to talk a little about the 
virtuous woman. And I'm going to ask each lady to read. I'm going to do the two first verses, and then I'm going to ask our ladies to pick up along, and we will complete this scripture lesson from Proverbs 31, and we will read from verse 10 to the end. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The art of her husband doeth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. Somebody pick up. Verse Praise the Lord, everybody. So, we will be looking at marriage in a little, just for a short time. I don't want to go over the time. But I just want to be engaged at this time in a little bit of marriage. And then we will look at other aspects or characteristics of marriage. And we doesn't have much single persons here. How many single ladies do we have? Two. And myself make three. (laughs) (laughs) Amen, everybody. Marriage. God designed marriage 
as a lifelong commitment between one man and one woman. Not between Adam and Steve. But between one man and one woman. For their mutual joy. The good of society and the procreation of children. Two men cannot have children. So... They have gone out of line where the word of God is concerned. Marriage ultimately displays the glory and the grace of God by picturing the unbreakable relationship between Christ and the church. For he is the head of the church. The man is the head of the woman. And Christ is the head of the man. Amen? But sometimes it seems like we have some reverse in this. Where the woman eventually have to take up the leadership part of the house. And sometimes it does go down too well. Especially if she's bossy, it doesn't go down too well. But there are some characteristics that must be displayed in order for us to have a healthy church. In order for us to maintain our spirituality and to allow the gifts of God to be demonstrated out of our lives. There are rules and regulations according to the word of God that we must adhere to in order to maintain such position where God or Christ is concerned. We are not in a salvation that we live one life in church and one outside of church. We live one on the job, and in church, we are angels. Otherwise, we are living a different lifestyle out there that does not depict Christ. But in church, we are full of Holy Ghost. Amen? We do not want that. As long as we adhere to the Word of God, there we must maintain our integrity we must maintain our sanity we must have that kind of mindset where god is concerned our minds must be totally set on him because it is with the mind that we serve god and if our minds are not clean if our minds are not stable, then we are going to have problems. And so, the minister would have to be trying cases every now and then. Problems in the marriage and otherwise. But if we adhere to the word of God, and if we trust in him, then we will have a better result. 
I'm not saying that all marriages are perfect. And neither is there any marriage that is so perfect that there is not an indifference at times. Remember, the man's personality is different from the woman's personality. And it is over time that these two personalities work together in honesty so that we can learn of each other. It does not happen over time, um, just so quickly. But it is a process and it takes time for us to develop that trust, that loyalty, and that confidence in each other. So the first one we want to look at is trust. There must be trust in the marriage. There must be space given. And there must be that sort of inward heart-to-heart connection that connects each other. I should not only love you because you can afford to give me some extra money. And when you don't have it, I draw in my shell. I am not there for you. But I should learn how to say thank you. I should learn how to be appreciative of the effort that you make for me or for us. We should trust each other that when one is out, you are not at home worrying about where he or she is. And this do happen especially among the wives and the husbands who are not saved. Especially the men who are not saved. Sometimes they do cheat. And as a woman, as a wife, who is sensitive, you will get back some kind of response in your spirit. Like a sniffer dog who picks up things, a wise wife will pick up on things. But if you live a don't care attitude around him, you know, you will not even be so connected. But if you're a wife who cares and one who loves to pray, trust me, God is going to put it in your spirit. You're going to pick up on some stuff. Amen? And sometimes they are surprised. How do you know that? Did anyone tell you? No. But because your spirit is connected, the Bible said you have become one. Amen? And so sometimes when things go down, you realize that something is not going well. And as a wife, sometimes you catch up on it quickly because you begin to realize that that kind of attention that you used to experience, it is gradually dying. 
Right, wives? That attention gradually dies. It seems like I'm not getting that real kind of attention. But work on it. Work on it. Don't give up. Things can be restored through the power of prayer. Amen? Another one is restraint. As wives and husbands, we must be careful to resist temptation and remain true to each other. Resist temptation, be honest, and remain truthful to each other. Now, these characteristics are things that you must abide by. Not only because you have your wife and your husband, but because you are in a salvation that demands righteousness. And if you are to be saved, you must follow through on the things that are holy, the things that are righteous, the things that God loves. And he knows if you are doing it from your heart. Amen? Intimacy is another one. We must be open to each other. Or else the part that should be so treated so sacredly, it is going to die also. And you are going to lose touch of each other. You are going to begin to feel like you don't want to see many more around you. You begin to get disgust because you are not watering the love and because of that as i said last night it was only you are only living with the memories of the moon because the honey is already draining out so because you're only living with the memories of only the moon you don't care but as wives we must do our path. Amen? Be open to each other. Don't hide stuff. And when I say don't hide stuff, I am not talking about being that caring or that careful wife who at times is not everything that you will tell your husband. Maybe you are doing something good to somebody and it's not every time you do good. The Bible says when you do your harms, you should do it in secret. So those things that you do in kindness or being hospitable to somebody, you don't really have to make an alarm, you understand, for him to know what you're doing in secret to this person. But we are to be honest to each other in whatever we do as a team, as partners in Christ. You are to maintain your intimacy. Some husbands don't get a kiss from their wife for the longest time. Not even look at chops. Because they are barred off. Maybe him just make one little mistake. And you just seal him off. That can't work. How you pray? What you say to God when, when you go down to pray? After you are experiencing that, or you put yourself in such dilemma, how do you handle that? When you are in dry malice with him, 
How do you handle that one? It is going to be hard for you to get around him again. And you know what? Sometimes the husbands are the ones who are always making the effort to come right around. To come right back. And to build back that kind of love and cement it again. And let it begin to flow. Women like to keep malice. Are not true? True, true. Ladies like to keep malice and become very spiteful and revengeful. Mm, it's true. They like to all out on the men. Is it true, ladies? Yes, it's true. Especially when you are hurt. You don't even want to see him coming through the door. You always stay out there. I don't want to hear from him. I don't want to see him. Don't even call my phone. If you call the phone, I'm going to hang up on you. <laughs> All these happen because there are practical things happening to us in our daily lives. Well, it is not happening to me again because I'm just enjoying my life. Amen? Yes, it's nice. I'm just enjoying my life, my single life. Amen? Amen. So I don't have to really push to get up to make no breakfast in the morning. What a life. <laughs> I don't have to push to make no dinner. Mm? Only because I love to cook. You will see me in the kitchen all the times when, when, when I see the children. They are grown, you know. But I know that they are out at work, coming in to, to go to the kitchen sometimes can be so tired. So sometimes I just get in the kitchen and cook. I have a grandson. Grandma, what do you have? Did you make dinner as he comes from school? Amen. So to ease them the pressure, I'm always cooking. But I enjoy it. Amen. There are times when you must prioritize, ladies. You must prioritize. First things first. Young wives, first things first. Not because you have the money, but remember the plan that you have already made. There is a goal that you have set and you are working towards that goal. Don't stress each other. Let it work over time. Give yourself some space and allow it to work. Your marriage comes first. Don't disregard your marriage. Both of you are important or should be important to each other. Amen? So, prioritize. If you are to get something, work at it and do it wholeheartedly. Another downfall that we look at or another characteristics of marriage or in marriage is communication. 
openness about opinions and feelings. Discussing yourself, having that quality self-disclosure. You should be open to each other. When there is lack of communication, everyone is going to end up doing his or her own stuff. And that doesn't work too well. Talk openly to each other. If there's something wrong, talk about it. Settle it and move on. But be honest and be open. Don't go to your bed with such stuff on your chest. What if you die in the night? The Bible said, don't allow the sun to go down with your wrath. So settle it quickly. And sometimes these things end up not communicating right. So you know what? He's gone to the other room and you are in this room. And there's no communication with both of you. Another thing that can distract communication is with kids. Everything went well over the period of time before children comes in the midst. But as soon as you begin to have children, there is not much time given to your partner. And this can affect him badly, even though he may not say it, but he will watch you over time. He will watch your action and your reaction. And he will not be the one to come to say, you know, I need some attention. But we are to be sensitive as ladies. Share it evenly and balance out a time for the children, a time for your husband, a time for housework, a time for work, a time for family. And there must be time given in order to balance out your life. Because some part may, you know, eventually begin to feel the effects of not having that quality attention being paid to that area. So a sensitive wife will connect in, connect in these areas and make the necessary adjustment. Don't give all the time to church. And sometimes we get so over busy with church work that we forget to attend to the family. When I said last night, the family is taken care of, you will have things running smooth at church. But you go to church, wife sit down with her mouth, shoot out, and the children are stressing her out, and things are running. You can't go to church and worship and feel good. You cannot feel good. So therefore, we ought to take time out to have all of these areas balancing out in our lives so that we have time to give to God, time for our husband, time for our children, time for our work, and whatever. So that when we gather into the house of God, we will be happy. But if we come with an upset mind, 
The Bible said we draw nigh to him with our mouths, but our hearts are far away from him. And many times these things happen. We come to church with our hearts puff up against each other. Mm-hmm. Not feeling so comfortable about his or her behavior. So we are to have that kind of consideration for each other. The next thing is that we need to have common trust. Share the values and interest. As I just said a while ago, in our children, in our vacation, take time out for your spouse. Go somewhere and spend some time together. Amen. And to maintain that spiritual connection too and that emotional support. To give that quality emotional support to your spouse. So there must be time given in order to share the values. Think how important you are to each other. Don't believe that you are not respected and sometimes we do feel that we are not regarded enough. And when the men begin to lose their first touch, a lot of things will happen. And sometimes the wives allow them to end up doing those stuff because we become so segregated, we become so independent and we don't have to depend, I don't have to depend on you. And you know, we have the attitude. And it is demonstrated in our body language. Not true? Yes. I work my money. I don't have to depend on you. <laughs> and ladies have a way to rub it in, you know. Huh? We have a way to rub in things because we want them to feel it to the heart. Let them feel it. And so we rub it in. Oh my God. And then we'll, we'll laugh and say, uh-huh. mm-hmm. I don't want to depend on you. Mm-hmm. I can do it. So, it's not, it doesn't work out too well when we reach that stage in our relationship. Virtuous individuals who develop good character make better husbands and wives and mothers and fathers. Individuals who develop good character. What Titus said. Let me go over to Titus and hear what Titus have to say to us. Titus chapter 2. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in patience. 
the age woman likewise that they be in behavior as becometh holiness. You have some young, some elderly ladies they think that they are young. Nothing is wrong in keeping up yourself and feel like you are young. But watch the trend. Watch the ground on which you trod. Not false accusers. Sometimes young people feel it at the hands of the elders, you know. Because they may see a brother and a sister talking and they don't really understand or know what is what, you know. They put them together a long time. False accusation. They hear something and they have no proof about it. And they make their decision. Paul warns us, Timothy warns us that we should be in behavior as becometh holiness. And holiness is an attribute of God. God is holy. He can't help but be holy. He's clean. And that holiness is not an outward show. But it is something that is developed from the inside out. So you don't have to be told over and over how to walk, how to dress, how to speak. You understand? Because it is something that comes out of the Holy Spirit within you. And it is important to have the Holy Spirit. Because you will be missing a lot of stuff. Because the Holy Spirit is the teacher. He is the one who directs our path. Not giving too much wine. This is talking about women, you know. All them liquor head ladies, they love drink their liquor. And feel sweet. <laughs> and they have to take one shot before they go to their beds. <laughs> Paul is saying, be careful, not given too much wine, but you must be, be a teacher of good things. Teach the young ladies that they may teach the young women to be sober and to love their husbands and to love their children. To be discreet. Chase, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands. You understand that? Obedient to your own husbands. That the word of God be not blasphemed. And he speaks about the young men likewise to be sober-minded. Because sometimes you wonder if the men lick their head. They are easily so fascinated by what they see. So, if you are not ready for marriage, try your best. Wait upon the Lord. Because you marry this young lady today and let you get a lovely, you see a, a Coca-Cola shaped one. And you're sorry you made that decision, but it is just too late. So you better hold on tight to what you have got. And let the marriage work. 
Because you can't have everybody. Settle your mind with the one that you choose. The one that you say God gives to you. Hold on to her tight. And the woman likewise. Because sometimes when you're married too young, you know. You don't have that kind of know-how. And you're not uh, um, being taught some stuff. You know, you easily get frustrated and just give up. And your mind begins to go astray. And you, you curse out the poor young man. And, and everything is just upside down. Nothing that he does ever do, done well. You just get crazy. Huh? But when a young woman made the decision to enter into marriage and settle herself, it takes time for the love to grow and for the love to begin to multiply. So you water it gently, honestly, meekly, kindly. You keep watering it until you grow up into it. Amen? And whatever... It is important that parents live certain quality lives, you know. For whatever life you live, your children, they are watching. And we are living in a wide generation. And they question us. They want to know everything. They are so verse. You watch them with technology. How fast they grasp to it. So we have to be very careful as parents the kind of life we depict in their presence. The young woman to be discreet. There are times when as young women you will be going through a phase don't tell your business to everybody. You can't become a talker and just keep talking and disclosing your husband's life to somebody else. It is not good. Try to maintain that dignity about yourself and your husband. When you take him and you spray him out and tell everybody, is there, it is not even one person that you call your friend, you know, Tom, Dick, and Harry, everybody else you tell him. And it is just set on your face the kind of pressure that you're going through so that you have to express it to everybody. No, be discreet. Less talking. Let's tell him that you be chaste. When a young woman is chaste, she knows how to walk. She knows how to speak. She knows what it is to demonstrate that kind of figure in the sense that you know appropriately how to dress yourself not with your whole body parts being exposed well I'm a young to hurt person so some young people like to dress and show every part of them the breasts have to be seen 
Road here have to be seen. And every part have to be seen. Is that every husband love that? Dress appropriately. Amen. You already have your husband. You, you don't want no more attraction. Attract him. Whatever you have to do to attract him, attract him. But no, try to attract somebody else because you're gone through the gate. <laughs> you have already gone. Hmm? And not because we are in church, but there is a right way to do stuff. Our adornment must be godly as become it saints. To everything there is a purpose, you know. There is a season and a time to every purpose under the sun. Take time out to make your marriage work. Don't be in a hurry to accomplish everything and your life with your husband is draining out. Take time out. Proverbs 12 verse 4 said, A virtuous woman is a crown to her husband, but she that maketh a shame is as rottenness in his bones. So, Keep the values high. Don't be a weak-hearted wife. Everything you cry like the guinea pig. Weak, 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 weak. You're just weak, weak. We can't bother. Hmm? But stand with strength. Morally strong. Every day you're on the crying side. Dry up your tears and move on. Proverbs 18 verse 22 said, Whoso findeth a wife. And a young girl you find, you know. Whoso findeth a wife. Findeth a good thing. And obtaineth favor of God. So when you find a wife. And you called her your own. You obtain favor. Favor is deceitful. And beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. A woman that loves God. A woman who is dedicated to the cause of God. A woman who depends on God's leading and direction. She shall be praised. But sometimes we miss the mark. Proverbs 21 verse 19 said, It is better to dwell in the wilderness than to live with a contentious woman. And an angry woman. Everything you get angry. Everything you, you just chigger off. 
everything you just on top. Secure yourself. If you want to be saved, humble yourself in the sight of God. Humble yourself. Exercise some tolerance. Endure some stuff. Suffer some things. That is a part of the marriage. You're not going to have it flowing easy all the time. Proverbs 25 verse 24 says, It is better to dwell in the corner of the house top than with a brawling woman in a wide house. It is better to live in a one corner of the house top. Everything she's on top. You can't talk to her. Husband can't say anything. Next door neighbor still wants to hear what is happening. The way how she speak. The Bible say it. That women must not be brawlers. But know how to season your conversation with grace. Know how to speak to your husband. Know how to speak to your children. Allow it to work. Because they are going to adopt what they hear and what they see. And it's for sure. You are their role models. And if this is what they are seeing every day, the son is going to come and hit the mother because that's what he learned. Mm-hmm. Whatever attitude you have to their father, they are going to come up with the same kind of attitude. So you have to be so careful in their presence when stuff is being done. Proverbs 25 verse 28 said, He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. He that hath no rule over his own spirit. We have to be careful of the kind of spirit that we have. Bad spirit doesn't work. So we have to cycle through and how to curve our spirit. As a mistake, we can help it. This is a mistake for a long time. And you say you have Jesus. I asked the Sunday school class last week, Sunday, I said, if Jesus is living within you, if Jesus is abiding within you, then how come you've been a malice keeper? Jesus keep malice? Hmm? Where in your heart do you find those stuff? The works of the flesh yet still abiding there and you claim to have the Holy Ghost? How are you so hard to forgive those that hurt you? And you say you have Jesus living on the inside. It should be easy for you to say, Sister, I am so sorry I have offended you. Forgive me and you move on. But sometimes we carry the earth and we have it going and going until it begins to eat out 
our strength begins to eat out our joy. If we pass each other, we can't greet one another. Hallelujah. Control your spirit. God takes stock of everything about us, you know. Proverbs 27 verse 20 says, Hell and destruction are never full. So the eyes of man are never satisfied. So there is a tendency for men to always be looking, looking, looking. Because they are not satisfied. If they buy a bike, if they buy a bicycle, they want a bike next. And if they buy a bike next, they need a car. They buy a car, they want a truck. Never satisfied. So you will have to help to groom him where you are concerned. You are the one in his life. So for you to bring about that true satisfaction in intimacy in your love life, you will have to be the one to make it work. For the eyes of a man is never satisfied. He has his wife. All the past that happened to him, human being. He has his wife. But he see another young girl or another sister. And if he's not careful, it happens so often. If he doesn't know how to control himself, the enemy will allow things to happen. And this is why wives must be sensible around your husband. You wear the ring. Be sensitive to what is happening around him. Because sometimes he doesn't even pick up on it. So you have to help to guide him, help to walk him through holiness and righteousness. Sometimes you have to be the one to ease off the pressure in a very discreet way. Because it's not everybody that comes to church is saved. It's not everybody that calls upon the name of the Lord is sanctified. It's not everybody that comes and says, Pastor, Pastor, oh, so love you much. Sometimes we do have problems in church with, us, with pastors' wives. And the wife cannot exercise jealousy in the midst of the congregation neither. The wife must be moderate in her understanding as how to know how to let things work. And not for anybody to pick up on you. Trying to deal with this situation because you pick it up. We have to be wise. Amen. Amen. So exercise good moderation. Esther did it. As mothers and wives, we must be dutiful. You have some lazy woman, you know. 
not you? You have some all excuse. You know, I was so tired today I couldn't make you dinner. And all she did was to live on the phone. And when she knew that her husband was coming from work, she ran and tried to impress him until a lie. I could not make dinner because of so and so. The poor husband now give heed, not realizing that she was wasting her old day. She was in idleness. The Bible said that we should not be idle. Find something to do. There is a responsibility on us as women to teach the young ones, to train them, to provide for them, to nurture them in the gospel. To control them. We have to control our children. We cannot allow them to be doing stuff. And we are aware of what they are doing. And we come to take part in church. It is not right. This is why the Bible admonishes us that the deacon in the church must be the husband of one wife. And that he must be able to control his house before office. Control your house well. All these things are in the Bible, you know. Everything is in it for our good. Teach them how to love. Teach them how to share. Teach them how to be hospitable to their, even their friends at school. Let them grow up with that kind of mentality. Of knowing how to share among their their peers, how to love them and to forgive them. For we sometimes we need God to forgive us of the wrongs that we do. So if we want our heavenly Father to forgive us, then we ought to forgive each other. We should be kind to each other. Not carrying out stuff in unforgiveness. Just before I left home, my next door neighbor passed on. And the Monday, she was in an argument with another woman. She didn't know that death was coming so quickly. She passed on, gone. We don't know this heart that we have. Sometimes our own heart attack us. Mm -hmm. And you never know when. So we have to live prepared. We are in a church that is triumphant. We are in a glorious church. Hallelujah. We are in a church that Christ is the head. And if we follow through on righteousness, one of these days all our troubles will be over. All our disappointments will be gone. Hallelujah. We will be experiencing the glory of God. John said, beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it had not yet appeared what we shall be. But we know that when our God shall appear, when Christ shall appear, we shall be like Him. 
So let us do the right things to meet our God in the here. Any day now, He can come. The signs are telling. Everything is pointing to the coming of our Lord. Troubles in earth, in sky, and in sea. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everything is pointing to the glorious appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. When he shall so come. And I'm sorry to say, some wives going to be left here. And some husbands going to be left here. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and give God the glory. Circle whatever you have to circle in the name of Jesus. Get on your knees and cry to God. And ask him to give you the strength and the courage to be an overcomer. You may not know how to handle certain things. I was going to do an exercise, but because of the time, I don't really, you know, I, I put it aside, I put it on hold. But let me tell you today, saints, it is useless for us to be coming to church and not experiencing the glory of God in our lives. We must tap into the spiritual realm to feel God even on the job. When you think of the goodness of Jesus and what he has done for you, you begin to praise him. He's a God of his word. He's a God who promises a lot of things and he's not slack concerning his promise. Wait upon the Lord. Be of good courage. Hallelujah. You may feel resented and you may feel rejected. And life may seem so unfair to you. But tears are a language that God understands. He will not pass a heart that is broken. Hallelujah. For whatever reason you have become broken in the presence of God, He will not pass you by. He's going to stop and make inquiries like the man at the pool of Bethesda for 38 years in the same condition. Women of God, you may be in the same condition and you may be crying to God for deliverance. It may be a long period of time. But let me tell you today, your breakthrough is coming. Hallelujah. I said not only a breakthrough, but a breakout is coming in your life. God is going to shake that circumstance. Hallelujah. He's going to rock that problem and he's going to work it out for you. So don't give up on your God. He may not show up at your convenient time. Hallelujah. But his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Don't give up. The journey will soon be over. It's just a matter of time when God is going to rock your boat. Hallelujah. It may be boisterous. The waves may be dashing and water seem to be coming in on your boat. Hey, hallelujah. Find the courage 
to be any doubt. Hallelujah. For it will not be It will not be long. I feel God. Hallelujah. 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 He's going to turn your trouble. He's going to turn them into joy. Hallelujah. That son that you have. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That domestic problem that you have. Mm. That daughter of yours. That you are longing to see. Get saved. That daughter. That you long to see. Coming to Jesus. Don't give up your prayers. Keep on praying. Hallelujah. That son is going to walk with you to church. It's just a matter of time. Store up your prayers. For God is going to turn them down. Hallelujah. There's going to be a pouring out. I said there is going to be a pouring out. Of joy in your life. Hallelujah. You are struggling now. But your struggling days. Will soon be over. (laughs) Lift your hand and give God the praise. I said your struggling days. Will up is about to come to a close. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You will smile again. I said you're going to have the hope to smile again. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah. You're going to walk in that house with your hands lifted up. And you're going to give God the glory. For he's going to turn that house upside down. Hallelujah. I said God. He's going to turn that house upside down. You are under pressure now. You are under pressure. And the devil believe that there is no way out. But in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, angels going to walk through your house. I said angels going to walk through your house again. Hallelujah. 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 There's going to be a closure to that situation. There's going to be a closure to that heartfelt problem. Mm. Mm. You can't sleep at night because of the problem. Tears on your pillow. Oh, glory to God. But God is not going to pass you by. Hallelujah. You may think that he has waited too long. But when Martha saw him coming, Martha said, Lord, I thought you were our friends. Hallelujah. For Lazarus been dead four days now. And you take so long to come. Mm. Four days is just too late. 
By this time, Lord, he stinketh. But I heard him saying to Martha, Show me where you laid him. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah. And the master walked to the grave of Lazarus. Oh, as the resurrection and the life. He said, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was bound hands and feet came hopping to Jesus. He said unto them, loose him and let him go. Hallelujah. Loose him and let him grow. That which was dead was no resurrected back to life. You may think that your problem is dead and foregone. And by now your problem stinketh. But I'm recommending you to the resurrection and the life. Hallelujah. The one who will not pass you by. The one who will stop and give attention to you. Stink it in the grave. Hallelujah. But joy is coming. Loose him from the bonds of death. Because in the ancient times, that's how they buried the dead. They tied them up here. And they tied him down there. So he came hopping. The power of God can change any situation. Hallelujah. I said the power of God can resurrect any dead thing in your life. All you need to do is to believe that he is the resurrection and the life. May God bless you today. May the peace of God indwells you. May you take some extra time out for him. For it took time for you. Not only when it is church time. But find a place to commune with him. Regard him. Honor him. Love him. Love your husband's wives. Do benevolent service. Whatever it takes for your union to work, for your matrimonial joy to be demonstrated among each other, do it in the name of Jesus. He patterned the church after this model. Hallelujah. Whom God had joined together, let no man put asunder. Hallelujah. Allow it to work in your life. Give respect to your God. Stand strong. Stand focused. Keep your heart knitted with the spiritual things of God. Stop wasting time and give that time to God in prayer. Love your husbands. Love your children. Love your family. Love your church family. And let God get the glory. God bless you. In Jesus name.